Welcome to Nutritionista, the official podcast about all aspects of nutrition with an in-depth view into women's health. We focus on nutrition for every stage of life, as well as body liberation, healthy eating at every size, eating to nourish and fuel your bodies, and working through health challenges with education and inspiration. We'll help you to walk away from the diet culture and understand the biochemical mechanisms behind disease and illness. Your hosts are Megan Hayes and Rani McCudden. Megan is an award-winning clinical nutritionist, biochemist, personal trainer and postpartum doula with a master's in both women's health medicine and reproductive medicine. With 12 years of experience teaching, training and supporting women and their families, her passion lies within the field of hormonal health, menstruation, fertility, birth control and pregnancy, whilst empowering and supporting women through postpartum and beyond. Rani McCudden is a chef and nutritionist from the Central Coast, New South Wales. She has an advanced diploma in nutritional medicine and is in her final year of a Bachelor of Clinical Nutrition. She also holds a diploma of practice management and is a physio-based Pilates instructor. She is passionate about sharing her love and creativity with food as well as the importance of nutrition with her clients. She also runs a small hobby farm and leads a paddock-to-plate approach to life. Join us here weekly to talk to other specialists and wellbeing advocates in the fields of women's and family health, parenting, fitness and wellbeing, all from the comfort of your own home, car or wherever in the world you may be. We're thrilled to share this time with you. Megan and I are so excited to be here with you. Today's podcast will include the foundations of immunity and what you can do to keep yours on track and improve it when you get sick this winter. Today's topics will cover will be, what is your immunity? The immune gut connection. What nutrients and foods are best to consume to improve your immunity? And we'll discuss some of the practical cooking tips to improve immunity. And we'll finish with some helpful recommendations on how to recover best from an illness. Thanks so much, Rani. Let's get started. So I got stuck in my own head for hours and hours trying to think of how I could best explain how such a complex body system that is our immune system actually functions. And I wanted to break it all down into the simplest form of what it is exactly. For science nerds such as Rani and I, we've spent years at uni covering this. And it has so many layers and connections with other body systems that it almost seems wrong to sum it up in a few short minutes. But I'll give it my best summary for our listeners that don't need to hear any of my technical jargon of natural killer cells and autoimmune cascade pathways. So in a nutshell, the immune system is a complex network of cells, tissues, organs, and the substances that they make which helps the body fight off infections and other diseases. The immune system includes white blood cells and organs and tissues of the lymphatic system. These include the thymus, spleen, tonsils, lymph nodes, lymph vessels, and bone marrow. Now, that's a complete mouthful and it still might not make sense, so let me keep breaking it down for you for a moment. Basically, we have two layers of defense in your immune system. You have an innate immune system and an adaptive immune system. 
Your innate immune system is your very first line of defense against germs entering your body. It responds, I guess, in the same way to all germs and foreign substances, which is why it is sometimes referred to as the non-specific immune system. When there's a threat, it responds. This includes barriers like your skin, mucous membranes, stomach acid, and tears. And these can be found in those susceptible places like your face, nose, mouth, eyes, lungs, and even your gut. And then we have your adaptive immune system. This is where the specific responses come in. They're not as quick and reactive responses that your innate system has, but they're a lot more specific and complex. This is where you develop antibodies and cells recognize and tag these certain pathogens so that your body knows exactly what to do with them when it meets it again, much like a common cold or a flu, so it can create a much quicker response. A side note here is that the adaptive immune response is meant to attack non-self pathogens, but it can sometimes get frazzled and make errors and start to attack itself. So when this happens, this is where autoimmune diseases can kind of thrive and develop, much like Hashimoto's, lupus, and rheumatoid arthritis, just to name a few. So that's my extremely simple overview of the immune system for you. Fantastic explanation, Megan. Yes, and I saw your post on the Nutrition Community Facebook group of what everyone thinks they know about their, their immune system and how it actually works and functions. It was really interesting to read and so good to know that everyone knew plenty about it. Yeah, exactly. So I love posting questions like that so we can get a better understanding of what everyone knows or what people want to know about their bodies so we can discuss it a little bit further here. So first of all, I want to thank everyone that commented on that thread and I want to talk about them a little further here. So firstly, I want to say a very special thank you to my friend Renee for being the first to comment and brought up the immune and gut connection. She made a comment that about 70% of it, which is the immune system, is housed in the gut and the wow face emoji. And she knows me so well that this topic is one that I could talk about for hours upon hours, basically all around our gut. And there's this tissue all around our gut that's called, well, we call it the GALT tissue, but it's the gut associated lymphoid tissue. And this is where that immune gut connection comes in. It's basically where our bacteria, or more commonly known as microbes or our microbiome that live inside of us and our immune system, kind of that's where everything meets. And for those of us not in the know, basically us humans have more bacterial cells in us than we do cells that make us human. So that says something about our level of bacteria that lives within us, right? So... I would say there's closer to 80 to 90% of our immune system residing within our digestive tract, more so our intestines. And depending on what studies you read, and as more of this topic kind of gets published day by day, I guess the number could be even higher, which is totally mind-blowing. It definitely is. It's a whole different world out there. Another comment was from Esma, who wrote, "Uh, mental stress can greatly affect your immune system. Perfect. And yes, that is such a very valid and correct statement. Stress itself raises our cortisol levels and that can go on to weaken our immune system. 
So if that stress becomes chronic by having it stick around long term, that stress can be emotional, financial, basically lots of little worries bundled into one and even stress and worry about this current lockdown situation is classified as basically a high level stress when it consumes us. Stress can also potentially damage our body's own cells and even trigger responses from our immune system. So that includes elevating inflammation, which can make us more susceptible to viruses and infections. So it's all a bit of a vicious cycle. I know personally, I don't watch the news as it spikes my anxiety and this cascade can come into effect, which is how I try, I work really hard to keep my stress levels down. But I'm always the last then to know about lockdowns or any major events. So yes, double-edged sword, I guess. That's right, definitely. Um, so what foods are best to improve your immunity is something we get asked all the time. What I think is hugely beneficial for that immune and gut connection is the food as medicine approach. Um, and that way we can treat the immune system and have a profound effect on the immune system and increasing someone's health at the same time their wellness and even their mental state, sleep and so much more. Yeah. When we talk about food as medicine, I always favor food over supplements. There's so much marketing out there about superfoods and powders and all these other products to try and cover this whole approach in one go. And we know that's just not how it works. Don't get me started. It's more beneficial. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. It's more beneficial to consume a varied diet that contains an abundance of proteins, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants and phytochemicals. And it's much more cost-effective as well. And in times like these, you know, who wants to be walking into a health food shop and buying everything that they recommend? And most of those products are merely a Band-Aid approach to health anyway. And they don't address the root cause of the deficiencies, which in 99% of the time, it's our diet. Absolutely. Yeah. If we have a varied diet with all the wonderful nutrients that we require each and every day, then we'll be getting enough of the constituents that combine together from all of those different foods that have their own synergetic properties that work together and provide a much more effective immune system and general wellness. Yeah. Rather than popping pills, yeah, or different powders that don't often have that available cofactors to make sure that they're not only absorbed through the gut, but they also have that desired effect in the body and generally end up expensive. We and prove <laughs> that you're pretty much better off health-wise anyway than you were before. Exactly. I mean, Majority of it, especially the store-bought products, yeah. are just excreted anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, I think, you know, the Fab Five for the immune system that I always tend to go to, vitamin C, zinc, vitamin D, probiotics, and maintaining hydration with soups and broth when you're sick. Absolutely. Hydration yeah. is such the key for that one too, so I'm so glad you said that. It? Yeah, absolutely. When you're not feeling well, you generally don't tend to maintain that two to three litres of water every day, do you? Yeah, exactly. And then you factor in like, yes, you're in sunny New South Wales. and I'm in pretty <laughs> dismal Victoria and it's freezing. So even to drink any yeah. liquids in winter is one thing, but to keep up two litres and beyond, like, not going to happen. That's it. We're generally more dehydrated during winter. Yeah. Um, so in addition to that, I always suggest the other factors for a really strong immune system are to consume a balanced diet full of lots of colourful fruit and vegetables that are delivering a bunch of beneficial nutrients and antioxidants. Adequate hydration is definitely like one of the main things I always advocate and a general diet low in sugar and processed foods. It's yeah. kind of simple really, isn't it? Simple, but yes, kind of in, in yeah. practicality is a very different effect, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, definitely. 
So when it comes to vitamin C, vitamin C rich foods such as citrus are a staple in our house during those winter months. And um, they're always in such abundance this time of year. Yeah. I mean, our, our property is an old orchard, so we have lots of lemons, limes, all that kind of stuff, grapefruits, yeah. and I just love it. The kids just go out the back and feast. Yes. Um, you know, they're rich in vitamin C, but it's an essential vitamin to assist with all white blood cell production, which is also an essential cofactor with fighting off colds and infections, mm-hmm. um, included in your diet, like by going straight to the source. Grapefruit for breakfast, perfect for lowering your blood pressure if you're stressed, oranges, juice them, keep the pulp, all that delicious fibery goodness, mandarins, perfect snack for the kids, um, or included in your meals with like some salmon and some lemon butter. Mm-mm. Fast fact. Most people don't know strawberries are also high in vitamin C, as well as red capsicum. Oh, they're my favorite. And don't forget the leafy green veggies too. And sorry to interject and hijack you there. I just love the fact that vitamin C is a natural immunostimulant and antihistamine. So it's always generally on a meal plan when someone has some kind of histamine issue. Um, Vitamin C affects the immune system in so many different ways. It modulates T-cell expression stimulates the production of proteins that protect the cells against those viral attacks and it can decrease your histamine levels so that makes it the perfect food essentially to defend against hay fever and those springtime allergies where histamine is generally the issue so talking next about vitamin d the majority of our vitamin d actually comes from direct sun exposure so you know during those winter months we naturally are more covered and we're not outside as much as what we normally would be during those summer months where it's warmer Vitamin D is so important as it enhances the immune system's response to both bacterial and viral infections. And it also increases the production of immune cells. Yeah. The body is absolutely so amazing. It is. Um, when I'm sick or my kids are sick, I love to include vitamin D-rich foods such as salmon, tuna, sardines, beef, mm, eggs, mm, and mm. we love pate in our house. It's yum, one of my favorites. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, and the kids, uh, the kids love it. It's great. <laughs> um, but they are massive little cheese plate fans. So yes. yeah. But um, these are great sources of essential fatty acids as well. And that helps with producing inflammation, which we all know our body is inflamed when it's trying to recover. Yeah. Your kids are like my little spirit animals. I love it so much. I guess that's exactly why I'm never low in vitamin D. They're like my favorite foods you just mentioned right there. Yum. (laughs) And my next suggestion would be to keep up your zinc levels. Mm -hmm. Besides being a cofactor in pretty much every biochemical process within your body and being a central nutrient for health and life, it's also clinically proven to be beneficial with the common cold. Um, it reduces yeah. the cold uh, flu symptoms and severity. Yeah. Zinc helps keep your immune system strong because it's necessary for immune cell functioning and cell signaling. Exactly, yeah. So a deficiency in zinc can lead to a weakened immune system, which is something you do not want in winter. Supplemental use of zinc can assist with the reduction of upper respiratory infections and reduce symptom severity. It's also essential for things like wound healing. Yeah, I totally agree there. My favorite zinc-rich foods are things like meats, livers, egg, and seafood. I guess the vegetarian sources of zinc would be things like grains and seeds and legumes, uh, miso soup, one of my favorites, and tofu and mushrooms. Probiotics play such an important role in gut health and our immunity. And not to mention our systemic inflammation. Yeah, exactly. I get asked so often about inflammation. So to reduce the inflammation in our bodies is to allow the very nutrients from the foods that we're trying to eat 
to be absorbed through the gut lining properly. So in order to do that, we need our inflammation levels to be relatively low to allow this process to occur. That's right. So when we talk about increasing probiotic foods in the diet, I'm talking about the slow introduction of foods like sauerkraut, kimchi, or kombucha. (laughs) Now, you don't want to introduce these too fast. You can't start one day and all of a sudden be drinking two liters of kombucha. Oh, that goes bad. (laughs) (laughs) Everything out of whack. (laughs) So, I mean, when I started on kombucha, I was literally drinking two liters a day. Me too. Such I think we all make that mistake because we're so excited to, yeah. just, to get started on the journey. And it tastes but, um, so good. Another, that's it. And another little known, not many people know, kefir. It's a delicious fermented milk product. Mm-hmm. It sounds weird and gross, but it's so delicious. And it's beneficial in maintaining the healthy bacteria levels in the gastrointestinal lining. Yeah. Um, another one that I love is tempe, which is like a fermented soy product. Yeah. And that's great for like stir fries or in a frittata. Mm-hmm. Um, as we mentioned before with the zinc, miso soup is amazing, yum, especially yum, during winter. Um, and have it as a base of a noodle soup or add it into a stir fry or personally, I just drink cups of it all day. Yeah, a quick tip. That was exactly how I kicked my coffee habit. <laughs> I know, it's so good so first thing in the morning. <laughs> smells so good. Yum. Yeah, it's, and I guess that's probably why the Japanese have it as a breakfast dish. Yeah, as a broth. Um, it's a great way to start the day. But um, there's been an abundance of new research getting published over the benefits of fermented foods and yeah. how it helps your immune system as well. The bacteria within these foods have a renewed interest from the study reporting how several probiotic strains have demonstrated a broad range of antiviral activities. Yeah. And Studies are just mind-blowing on how functional probiotics actually are within the diet. Yeah. The the scientific research has just come such a long way with what's happening within our guts. Yeah, it truly Um, has. So much so. That's it. We'll be definitely diving into this a little deeper with an upcoming episode. Yeah, we need more time to discuss Um, that. Oh, 100%. Now, food recipe suggestions. People don't really know how to start including probiotic foods like you know your sauerkraut and kimchi but i love adding them into omelets with veggies kimchi pancakes are a staple at least once a week in our house adding Mm -hmm. into sandwiches burgers your toasties all that kind of stuff um your boys love this don't they megan oh yeah this is like life changing here so clearly in lockdown but make a grilled cheese sanger for the kids as they request every other day I was cheeky yeah. enough to put some kimchi in there and it literally, like, yeah, so good. If you haven't tried it, you need to. I really just started adding kimchi into my toasted sandwiches and, oh, my gosh, it it's is so just good. life-changing. The spice, the cheese, the warmth. Yeah. Um, it's also great, like, add it into your fried rice or make a nourish bowl, yeah. some coleslaw, a salad. It is just, it's endless where you can add your ferments. Yeah. I really think you need to publish on the group. You keep talking about these kimchi pancakes you make all the time. So please share. They're simply, they're like three ingredients. They are super simple and I just, I'm obsessed with them. And they're also allergy friendly as well. Oh, perfect. So when I consult with sick clients online, which I feel like I'm doing every day now, it could just be something basic like a cold or a flu, or they can even have a virus. So my typical advice is it's really important to make sure you get plenty of rest during your recovery period. So 
I don't know about most of you, but I know so many women just have this soldier on approach. Like they've got way too many things in their basket that they need to get done. So kind of put that to-do list aside for a moment and just give yourself enough time to have downtime and you just need to recover. Powering on through is honestly such a huge mistake. Uh, yeah guilty but honestly like it it makes all the difference so it's been so good i think even with lockdown too everyone's kind of had the sniffles so just to take time to shut off turn everything off don't even turn your computer on like leave your phone on silent and just binge watch or whatever it is just yeah downtime is amazing for your body so it basically gives you a chance to kind of repair and restore itself so getting enough sleep huge getting enough sunlight is another huge thing obviously it's not great here in Vic at the moment but it not only helps to encourage your body's own natural melatonin production which regulates sleep and all the other biological functions that we need to be taking better care of including our immune system number one so my go-to recipe whenever anyone is sick in our household is that good old chicken soup. Yum. There's actually been studies <laughs> conducted researching the magical powers behind chicken soup. What once was an old wife's tale is actually clinically indicated to assist with the relief of cold and flu yes, symptoms. Yes, yes, yes. Who knew? <laughs> it's that combination of the aromatics, such as herbs, garlic, vegetables, a steamy chicken broth that open those sinus cavities, mm-hmm. raising the temperature within the airways and allowing for easier secretion of the mucus. Yeah. It's also bringing back in that whole thing with proper hydration. Yeah. It's essential for loosening secretions and beneficial for hydration, which improves and assists with the severity of the symptoms. Yeah. Duration. Now, due to the volume of the fluid that generally, because majority of the chicken broths are based on stock, so yep. they're quite full of fluid. Yeah. It's that warm temperature and it's perfect for maintaining hydration when you're suffering from a cold. If you don't feel like drinking chicken soup, it's always nourishing mm-hmm. and it helps to break up the congestion and starve off infection. Yeah. So crazy, but studies have actually shown, and I was just shocked when I was researching this, it supports your white blood cell production. So mm-hmm. it assists with alleviating the duration of your symptoms. Yeah, exactly. So to begin with wrapping up today's episode, our key number one takeaway is that one of the best ways to afford yourself protection from infection is to, I guess, support your innate immune system first. So as we've already learned, for our innate immune system to respond immediately and efficiently, it requires a vital orchestration of micronutrients, each with their own individual and synergistic roles. The aim is to get it to work in sync to make sure we're totally protected from any possible pathogens or viruses that we are often exposed to daily. So nutritionally, antioxidants and optimal microbiome health, so that's the gut health again, also play an imperative role in maintaining that strong immune function. And since stress can result in the suppression of those vital immune cells, it's so important to protect and support our stress responses. There are so many nutrients involved with, I guess, the normal immune system functioning. So to ensure you're eating a wide variety of whole foods like your veggies, fruits, lean sources of proteins, whole grains, and healthy fats. Honestly, you may like to add some fresh ginger and garlic to your meals for like a super immune boost, 
but generally a healthy balanced well diet will also help keep your gastrointestinal tract and the microbiome that live within that super happy so that's also hugely critical for optimal immune function i guess in addition to diet the composition of those gut microbiome is influenced by factors like stress sleep and medications so Often we consider a more holistic nutrition approach to eliminating illness and supporting your immune system. Wow, what a fabulous episode this has turned out to be. I feel like there's so much information there. So much. But not too much of the clinical jargon to confuse everyone. Hopefully. In our next episode, we'll be diving a little bit deeper into allergies and what they are exactly. Mm -hmm. Something in our household we know a lot about. Yes. And just like yours, Megan, as well. <laughs> um, we'll also discuss the difference between allergies and intolerances and how we can potentially safeguard our children from developing allergies and all that we need to know in regards to our defense system when these allergies do occur. Looking forward to that. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really hope that you each got something valuable out of this episode and we can't wait to hear what you think of it. Please, please make sure you hit subscribe in the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you can listen to the latest episodes that we release weekly. As we're totally independent with this podcast, we really do rely on your subscriptions, reviews, and your shares to spread the word. If you have any questions, please join our Facebook group. It's totally free, and we love getting into conversations with you all there. All you need to do is search for Nutritionista Community. If you want to read our blogs or would like to continue your health and wellness journeys with us, you can visit myself at www.nutritionista.com.au and you can see Rani over at www.cutrockcottage.com.au Until then, see you next time.